T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ready! Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Well, One, two, three. Time now for Bills game day with Jeremy White. Brought to you by the BFLO Store, official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Buffalo Bills game day. This is a... Uh, one o'clock kickoff on the way. We're getting you ready for a one o'clock kick between the Bills and the Vikings with John Murphy and Eric Wood calling the play-by-play from the Northwest Bank broadcast booth. Today's Salute to Service broadcast is presented by the law offices of Kenneth Hiller fighting to get our veterans the benefits they deserve. And Bills Game Day is powered by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. Weather brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. It is uh, chilly out here today, a little bit of a breeze, and... I want to say mostly a cloud cover at Highmark Stadium right now. We're in the press box, and you see a little bit of sunlight peeking through, uh, anticipating maybe some snow, maybe some rain, but not significant. It does not look like it even will last through game time. So um, the tailgate, we'll get the latest on this as we go along. But my research, and by that I mean like you know my phone and stuff, and I've sent a message to Patrick Hammer, WGRZ as well. It, it just looks like maybe a passing shower, but I don't think weather is a factor today. I think it feels like a November football game, a mid-November football game. So dress warm because, of course, you know, three hours outside in this, four or five, depending on how long you tailgate for. Um, that's the kind of thing that, you know, it can add up over time. So dress warm, bring layers, and gear up for Bills and Vikings. Nate Geary joins me in just a moment. We'll take your calls, of course, at 803-0550 and 1-888-550-2550. So the news on Josh Allen and whether or not he plays. You know, it's interesting to talk about how you feel about it, your hunches on it, you know, talking to doctors. You could read gambling lines and read into those and what it means. The point spread, how it went from 9.5 down to 3.5, and, and things have kind of bounced back. If Allen plays... You know, obviously he's a very important player to this Bills offense. He's an important player in the league. And quarterbacks will move the line like that. We'll move expectations, of course. So to figure out if Allen's going to play, I do think he can. The question is, will he? And the leap that you make to say he can play isn't even much of a leap. The Bills had until 4 o'clock yesterday to elevate Matt Barkley from the practice squad, and they did not do that. So that they did not do that, means that Josh Allen will dress today because they're not going to walk into this stadium against the Vikings with only Case Keenum available. So Josh Allen has to be at least available. Maybe it's a scenario where Keenum starts and Allen's there in a pinch. 
it, it's kind of hard to figure out what they might do. You, you might want to say that the most obvious answer is if he can play, then he will start. And that's that, that the elbow injury that we saw happen against the Jets isn't going to be enough of a factor to keep him out of the lineup. You know, there were estimates about two weeks to four weeks to during during the week. A lot of the uh, panic got into like you know, he's going to need Tommy John surgery. His his season's over. There, there was a little bit of alarmism out there, and you know that was probably extreme for that expectation that it would be that long. I thought it'd be a week or two. It still presumably could. We'll see. The Bills don't have a ton of wiggle room, though, for what they want to accomplish this season. You could, you could kind of frame it one of two ways, and we'll get Nate's thoughts on this as well. They're in the lead in the division. They're tied for the best record in the AFC. They have the opportunity to not need their starting quarterback in a November game against Minnesota. But the division is good. The Dolphins are on your heels, and if you were to lose two games without Josh Allen against the Vikings and the Browns, and the Dolphins are win theirs, all of a sudden the division is up for grabs, and not only talking about the one seed, you're talking about even being at home in the playoffs. And the, this team has eyes on that. So short-term, long-term, how do you feel about it? 803-0550 is our phone number. Not predicting whether or not he will. Like We, we can all say that and look into this game and, and just kind of wait until kickoff. Should he, if there's any sort of risk, how important is the game against a 7-1 Vikings team that comes in uh, red hot? Nate Geary joins me here on the broadcast on Buffalo Bills game day. Surprised about the non-elevation for Barkley? Yes. Don't you have to be a little bit? Yes. So what, where does it land you? He he will play, he will start, or he will be available in an emergency? I think if he's available in an emergency, he's healthy enough to play. Right. So therefore, he's going to play. It that would seems, be my guess. It just seems like a strange thing to do. Let's say you go the emergency route. Mm-hmm. You're telling me, listen, we can't play him because he could re-injure himself or he's in pain. So instead, we'll use him in an emergency. Yeah, if it's, doesn't make a lot of what, sense. What would the emergency be? Case Keenum gets hurt? If Case Keenum gets hurt or if Case Keenum is bad or anything like that and you need to bring someone in, I don't think you bring in a player that could hurt himself more. That's right, especially Josh Allen. Yeah, and I also wonder about the nature of the injury, and I don't know about you, Nate, how many – orthopedic surgeons and you know people you've talked to or heard from on Twitter and anybody that maybe has had this injury as well is it the kind of thing and go with me here that they could say all right here's what we're gonna do we'll just get him on the move we'll get him out of the pocket all the time we'll play a different kind of game and Josh uh never be roaring back to throw the ball in the pocket if you need to move out if you have time throw it if you're feeling pressure you know know what I'm saying like yeah just it's hard to do as a quarterback to say, I'm not going to put myself in that kind of situation, but uh, we'll just call moving pockets all day, and we'll make sure that no one comes from that side as best we can. I mean, that's obviously risky. Should have did that last week. Yeah, right. Should have moved the pocket a little bit last week against that defense, especially that defensive line. But listen, I mean, you might do that anyways in this matchup. I mean, th- you're going back-to-back very, very good defensive lines. I mean, you have maybe – Right now, the best duo of pass rushers in the NFL in Daniil Hunter and Zadarius uh, Smith. Smith. Yeah. I mean, and Zadarius Smith might be playing better football than anybody in his position in the league right now. So, yeah, I think you might move the pocket regardless of who the quarterback is and regardless of their, you know, injury status. But, yeah, I think in this game, you're, you're, are you, is it got the feeling of, like, just, just get out of here alive kind of feel? I mean, it's, it's kind of got that. It's had that feel since, like, Monday. Yeah. One of the things about that, 
is you wonder what NFL teams think about. Hey, so the Bills watch the Vikings on tape. And publicly, you know how it works, Nate. You're always going to credit your opponent, praise your opponent. This team's really good. Sure. Do the, Vi- do the Bills look at the Vikings on tape and think, I mean, they're 7-1, but this film is not a 7-1 team, right? Like, this offense is dangerous at times. Yeah. At other times, it's just they 10-3 and outs against the Dolphins. Kirk Cousins is not a deep ball thrower. Like, sure, it's an offense that has had its share of success this year, but no one's really taking the Vikings as to be any sort of contender outside of their record. And I say that from, you know, I spoke with Matthew Collar, who covers the Vikings for Purple Insider this week, and his general opinion of them is like, yeah, they're having a good year, and yeah. they're probably going to get knocked out in the playoffs because they're just still not that good. They've faced a bunch of bad and or backup quarterbacks. Their run of, of quarterbacks they've played has been, I mean, they, they've faced Skylar Thompson, and they almost lost. Yeah. Um, so this is not a team that has maybe had the stiffest tests going into this game, but to your point, they are a team that has Delvin Cook They've got Justin Jefferson, who's one of the best receivers in football. Here's the thing that I think maybe is the unknown about them. Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Yeah. He's a nice player. I mean, he, I mean, in Detroit, what is he? You know, he's a – I mean, fantasy-wise, he was still a top-10 tight end in Detroit. But I think he now comes into a offense that was really desperate for a number-two option going into the future. Thielen is just not that guy anymore. Thielen – can be a third, but right now at his age, again, I mean, I spoke to Matthew Collar about this too. He's like, that move really signaled a lot of things to the locker room and to the team that they were serious about where they were, they believed in who they were, and they think that they're a playoff team and they think they're in a window. Um, but yeah, like, he also kind of stopped short of saying, like, well, Kirk Cousins is having some kind of spectacular season, and that's why he's become more of a game manager. He's not turning the football over like we've maybe come to know Kirk Cousins to turn the football over. So they've, they're an interesting sort of case study in that they play in the NFC, they play in a division that is super down right now, um, and they're probably, if in the AFC, what are they? Right. Like, what are they in the AFC? I don't know. But I, I will say, like, TJ Hawkinson makes things a little bit more, I think it makes their offense a little bit more difficult to defend. But the question is, in this game, no Greg Rousseau, can somebody on this defensive line step up in his place? Because, A, I think they're going to miss Greg Rousseau today a lot. But, B, this is an offensive line that will give you opportunities, you know, if you could take him. 803 is our phone number. A uh, couple, couple texts right now for, in our Facebook chat. You can watch us on Facebook. We're streaming live here from the Press Box. You can also give us a call at 803 So one uh, – Comment comes in. Rick writes in. It's been reported doctors say he can't hurt it anymore, so why wouldn't he play? There is an answer to that, that some of the reports on this type of injury, Nate, are that you will lose a little bit of zip on the ball. Yeah. So there's two things. One, is he as effective? Because, sure, Josh Allen at 80% might be more effective than Case Keenum at 100%. That's not trying to you know make insult Case Keenum. It just might be a reality. Yeah. But if Allen can't, throw on different platforms, if you can't lower the arm and go sidearm to get it under a defensive lineman who's jumping, or if you can't do everything that he normally does, and like, like we said just a moment ago, if you're kind of game planning around an injury, all of a sudden the guy's playing the game differently than he would, and you don't want to do that. I mean, Allen did not have a good game last week. We know that. Well, he's probably eager to bounce back. That's good news, but if he doesn't have zip on the ball, or you know, he can easily throw it 70 yards down the field to Gabe Davis, but can he fire one in, a little bit sidearm to Diggs in coverage, 
or does that ball get picked off, right? Like, there are elements about this. Will a throw that's attempting to go 15 yards on the field fall five yards short because the zip is off the ball? Like, the activation of Duke Johnson, by the way, is super also, interesting. Also worth mentioning. So, yes. they're going to yes, have a is. million running backs out yeah. there. What does that really add up to? So, you know, why would he not play if he can't hurt it further? Everything I've read that it is that he can in a specific way, but. He hasn't thrown all week. Well, at least not in the portion that media can see also, right? Yeah. I also maybe want to point out, I I think it's interesting. You have to feel confident that they feel confident about Josh, where he is, that he's not going to be limited. Because I'm not sure playing Josh on a limited basis in a game like this makes a ton of sense. If you can can go out in this game and you can say, all right, we've got a pitch count, it's not worth it. If, If he has to be on a pitch count, if he has to... We want to maybe stay between fifteen and twenty attempts today. Then, I, then I got to ask, what are, you, what are you doing? Right, you know. But I, I that seems like a recipe for loss. Correct, and it doesn't seem like this is not a team that you know you can activate Duke Duke Johnson, which is interesting considering they traded for a running back that they're now using. I think. Yeah. What does that look like? Is Isaiah McKenzie out of the lineup? Is I, Tommy Sweeney's on the active roster? I would guess he's a guy that probably isn't active today, or maybe they want three tight ends. And if they have three tight ends and five running backs, who's sitting? Well, if they have that, I guess if they have three tight ends and five running backs, it's their answer to try and figure out their problems at receiver, which, you know, put it this way. If Isaiah Hodgins is still on the roster, is he the guy that gets elevated instead of Duke Johnson? Because they want a pass catcher. They want somebody and at receiver things are whatever. They're just kind of thin right now. 803-0550-1888-550-2550 to join us. We'll get a couple calls in. We'll start off with Bo. Bo, good morning. You're on uh, Buffalo Bills game day. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I just uh, want to put in my two cents. Uh, I think we're not focusing on what's really important, and that's that's winning the AFC East. So if if I was McDermott, I, I, I'd say him for two, if not three games. Uh, and I'm really excited to see Case Keenum play. Two to three games. I mean, listen, I'm with you on being nervous if he could make it worse. That The idea yes. that he could make it worse. I don't want to do that. I don't think they would, and this is what it gets to, I just don't think they'd play him if he could make it worse. It does make me nervous. I mean, of course, any any injury to your quarterback is going to make you kind of hold your breath. But if they, if I knew they could win all three games, sure. Yeah. But with Case Keenum at quarterback, I mean, can they beat the Vikings? I don't know. We might not find out because Allen, again, is expected to start. He, the, the, the elevation or the non-elevation of Barkley from the practice squad means Allen should be expected to start. I, I I don't know. You can just play three games without your MVP quarterback and expect to still win the AFC East. You're up by a half a game. Right. You might have the best record in the AFC East. You might beat the Dolphins and Jets in your home games here and still lose because you finished a game behind them. Right. The division record. Who wins the division? It's one of the funny things about the NFL. It is not the team with the best division record. That's right. It's the team with the best record. And the division record is the tiebreaker. You could conceivably go 0-6 in your division and win it, and win it at 11-6, and which is odd, but that's the way that it is. You know, college football does not operate that way. It is your conference record. Yep. That decides who wins the conference. So I, I don't – I'm, I'm kind of torn on it all, bud, or Bo, to be honest. I, I see the I want to be careful with him. I also feel like they don't have as much room as we thought they did. If they had beaten the Jets last week, I'd think they have a little bit of room. They have a game-and-a-half lead, and we'd still be talking about you know having a game-and-a-half lead on the on the Chiefs. Here's the 7-1 Vikings team today that is 
going to present the challenge. And I feel like the way this offense has struggled the last six quarters, yeah, I want to see Allen. So I, I realize like, I'm going back and forth, Nate. I'm on one side and then on the other. And I guess I kind of just have to trust the Bills that he just must he must be fine. That's that's all it has to come down to come come down to. On the gamesmanship point, though, if he were just fine, would they have played gamesmanship all week with the Keenum stuff about Allen not practicing? I mean, it's it's an injury that kept him out of practice. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He did not practice on Wednesday and did not practice and was limited on Friday. So. Two days of missed practice. That's not right. fake. No. That means there's a thing, and then Friday he's limited, and then he's expected to start. So and Friday he did enough in practice to make the coaches and himself and the doctors here think, okay, he yeah. can play. He can throw the football. And maybe that was as simple as you go out there and throw 60 times and let us know how many times you felt at your elbow. Or right. At, or tomorrow morning, how's it look? How's it feel? Not swollen, feels fine. There's a tiny tear. It's not an issue. He wore. Um, he, Sal Capaccio. And you remember in, in nineteen or eighteen when he returned his rookie season, he wore a big brace. Could potentially wear a big brace for this too. Yeah, listen, and I want to want to make sure I'm on the right side here. There we go. I think that's good, right? You guys hear me? Yep. I want to also. Maybe people say limited. That literally means he could take one rep and be counted as limited, or all but one rep. Right. I mean, there's such a wide range of what does limited mean. We don't know because we're not out there. At the so media. if you miss one rep. Due you to could an be listed, or ailment, and you, you could be listed, listed as limited. You must be actually by NFL rules. Okay, isn't that crazy? <laughs> or so that what an ambiguous one, term. Or you could take one out of a hundred and miss ninety nine yeah. and still be limited. I didn't it's know like, that. That's kind of crazy. It's like yeah. back in the day when cell phone minutes counted one second or fifty nine seconds is a minute. Right yeah. there, you go. Right. So I mean, like, well, you're you're really going back now. I was yeah, going to say for, for you kids out no. there, we used to have to, we used <laughs> to have to count our minutes. So so I I don't I would say this. What I think is kind of lost in this is I think the Bills have been very, very transparent about this all week. They really have. They, to yeah. me, they haven't played games. They've said, look, we, we're going to take it day by day. And then, and then it's hour, hour by hour. hour. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I don't think anybody was fooling anybody. I don't think anybody was trying to pull anything over. Could there be a little bit of we're not going to reveal anything until game time today? Yes. I don't think that was the plan all week. I think the plan was if Josh can practice, he'll practice, and we'll let you know. When Sean came on my radio show on the Extra Point Show on Friday and said, it's hour by hour, I can't tell you how many people said, oh, come on, he's just saying that for the Vikings. No, he was right and truthful. Look at it. Yep. That, that He was being honest and sincere. That, I think the Bills should have more credit for how transparent they were about this all week. Yeah, maybe the idea that he's been injured, and you know whether it's the media or it's the NFL, medical, doctor media, like Twitter media, you know how it works, just thinking – it looked bad, so it must be right. a story. Until we see him throw again, it has to be there as a story. I, I'm, I mean, I'm no disrespect to David Chow, pro football doc. Yeah. I mean, I, I really respect what he does, and I watch it. But I've listened to him all week, and all week he's been, oh, my God, this is it, this is it. But I, he doesn't have access to the That's medical right. reports. Yeah. He's not in the room. He's not talking to the doctors. You, he doesn't say, hey, I know people in the Bills organization. He's just diagnosing right. from afar. And he's looking at a video, doing. which, is, That's which right. is what he always does, that, by the way. Which is fine. Again, yeah. no disrespect. I mean, he's right. a medical professional. I'm not. All I'm trying to tell you is he's not even saying I have inside information. All he's saying is this is how he interpreted the situation. Yeah, based yeah. on the video, That's correct. this is what we – and he does that for every injury. It literally could be we, – we could find out when this is all said and done. You know what? 
He just strained he just strained his elbow a little. Yeah. Bit. It wasn't as bad as everyone thought. He just needed to have a little rest and relaxation. We don't know that. PTSD is in a lot of people's mind too. <laughs> I mean, th- that is it. And like, you know, do you after, remember when that happened? Oh he was yeah, on, and he was wincing. Yeah, and he was on the side. That he was like pain, pain. Right. At no point he was grabbing at his arm after that second throw, the one that before the long seventy yard yeah. bomb. Like he did grab at his arm yeah. as he's short armed. Yeah, as he's short armed. But then the next play, he makes that throw, and you don't see him on no. the sideline. The, the camera's not panned to him. He's not wincing in pain after that 70-yard throw. He kind of just goes to the sidelines, and that's it. And if you remember, after the game, I was talking to, we, you know, we have a, a, a sports betting guy on Saturdays. He's like, you know, immediately after on Sundays is when the sports books come out with their lines for the week on Sunday afternoons. After that game... The line opened at eight and a half. Yeah. Nobody was like, Josh Allen's really hurt. We got to, you know, they're not going to open the lines to betting. He went after the game. He was done. They talked about the injury. And then it wasn't until that evening that people started talking about, ooh, there might be something going on with Josh's elbow. So it wasn't like immediately after the game, you were watching him go off on the sidelines and then he went to the locker room early. None of that stuff well, happened. He was asked about it in post game. He said, there's yeah. some pain, but I'll get through but I'll, it. I'll yeah. get through it. Yeah. Right. Slight pain, but I'll get through it is what he said. I, I just I find the whole situation quite fascinating, to be quite honest with you. And does this also not feel like the the longest week between games that has ever happened? <laughs> well, I mean, a, it a, seems like we were on the bye week. That's how long it's been, yeah. just because of the, you know, I guess maybe the anxiety of it all. It's off a loss. It's off a, a performance where the offense did not look sharp. Yeah, and it's, it was a jarring loss too. I mean, it was double digit favorites, and now home for two games. And you know, we'll get we'll get to this more later and take some more calls out, but like. The loss to the Jets kind of brought the division a little bit back in play. 0-2 in the division is a big deal. It reminds me of the Patriots game a little bit last year. But I'll say this. I want to have I, I want to make sure that I'm saying this and feeling like I'm giving the Jets respect because I don't think that they're the Jaguars, but it felt a lot like the Jaguars game last year. Sure. But that Same they're weekend, much by the way. Same I weekend, know. Right? They're, Week nine. They're they're much better than the Jaguars. Yes. Are, yes. Were. That's right. But I, it still felt that way. It was a game that you felt like you should have won, and maybe one walk going away, you had a quarterback, maybe in the same vein of the head coach and how people were viewing uh, Urban Meyer. Jeremy made a good point about the Jags this week on the morning show. They're pesky. They stay in every game. They I was do. listening when you're doing uh, yep. staff. Like, they do. They do. I, 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 they just, can, I, they I wouldn't say they're much better than the Jags. But I think if well, much better than no, Jets last, last year's, year's Jets. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah last sorry. year's Thank Jets. You. Not this year's you're Jets. Right. Yeah, yeah, last year's Jets. You know, like, and we were talking about all week, like. We had uh, – I, I was on the afternoon show with, with uh, Bulldog yep. on Wednesday, Thursday, and everyone's talking. We, we were at Jets Media, guys. Yeah, this – we don't know. This could be the last week for Zach Wilson. Yeah, you know, like know, that, right? that was the conversation in New York. It wasn't, well, we think we could beat the Bills. Is, is Mike White going to get burned today? Yeah. Well, back to the Josh conversation. We're going to gonna know a lot more when we see him. Yep. Like this is going to be the most anticipated <laughs> watch pregame warm-up situation that we've had in quite a while here. And we'll be, I'll be, it'll literally be on, yeah. you guys will be on, I'll be having the roundtable at 11 yep. o'clock, and we're just going to keep updating people. I'll be down on the field for the roundtable, letting people know what's going on. And Allen has started throwing left-handed, <laughs> and he looks great. <laughs> he it. completes a 20-yard out route. Yeah. Oh, look at the zip on that ball. All right, thanks, Sal. We'll yeah. check in 9 o'clock, because there are other for injuries. Sure, for sure. There I'll are other back. injuries to talk right. about that, that are a factor here. It is Buffalo Bills 
game day. TRS Heating and Air Conditioning wants to pay your heating bills. Coming soon, let TRS intercept your heating bills this winter season. Stay tuned for details on how you can take a shot at winning $1,200 toward your home heating bills this winter. TRS Heating and Air Conditioning, they treat you as if you were their only customer. And be listening for the ECMC Halftime Show, ECMC. Go where the bills go. Nate and Sal recap the key moments of the first half and bring you up to date on the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from ground up. Visit SkyWorksLLC.com. Your calls on the other side here on Buffalo Bills Game Day. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on Buffalo Bills Game Day with Sal's All Access. Watch it live on WGR's Facebook page. Sal's All Access presented by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Former Bill Center and NFL analyst Eric Wood joined Chopin the Bulldog every football Monday at 4 p.m. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Bills game day, powered by the BFLO store. We are getting you ready for a 1 o'clock kickoff between the Bills and the Minnesota Vikings with John Murphy and Eric Wood calling the play-by-play from the Northwest Bank broadcast booth. Today's salute to service broadcast presented by the law offices of Kenneth Hiller fighting to get our veterans the benefits they deserve. Weather brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. I have uh, reached out to Patrick Hammer of WGRZ. Cloudy and cool, 40% chance of a quick light rain or shower between now and kickoff and about a 30% chance of a quick shower during the game. So you might want to have a layer that is available to protect you from rain, but it shouldn't be a major problem if you don't. That's my own interpretation of that. It's not going to be a soaking rain in in any way if it does come through, and it could just miss altogether. This, by the way, feels a little bit more of an appropriate level November game. We... Didn't get very many September games this year, not like last year. But last year's weather during home games, miserable. This year's been pretty great yeah. so far. It's been really great. Knock on wood. Sunday night, Monday night, Steeler yeah. game. Um, just got a tweet moments ago. The newest report from Adam Schefter says the Bills are taking it minute by minute with Josh Allen. So we've gone from hour to hour <laughs> to minute by minute. And then, like, what? 
second by second. That's we're waiting. Sure, I guess that's so. I guess for, that's yeah. you know countdown to kickoff show will be second by second. So Allen expected to start because Matt Barkley was not elevated from the practice squad. So the Bills will dress two quarterbacks, Case Keenum and Josh Allen, and that to mean and to a lot of people I think means he could play if they need him to because that's that. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Okay, we'll get some phone calls here, and then to the uh, elevation of Duke Johnson and what happens at the running back position because it's obviously something the Bills have been searching for answers in, and elevating another running back. He could make... just be inactive too, by the way. Sure, that's right. That's I right. mean that that could happen, but but he's on the active roster. We'll go to John in Rochester. John, good morning. You're on Buffalo Bills game day. Hey guys, you know I'm I'm pumped up. I'm it's it's going to be curious today. I I got to believe though, McDermott's got so much common sense. He's not going to play Josh unless Josh is really healthy. Uh, he's not going to risk another RG3 incident. And, and the other thing, uh, it's going to be great to see the other 21 starters perform like they should perform as Super, Super Bowl contenders. I mean, this team is built around Josh Allen, but we got 21 other starters on this team that are Super Bowl caliber players. And, uh, they're going to pick up the slack today big time. What are your thoughts? Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, this um, this offense needs to get going. And defensively, they got injuries that, you know, it's it's just we're, we're at a spot where with this team, I think people want to see a little bit of another dominant performance. And in the case of a team like this, a 7-1 team, if they were to just beat the Vikings, whether it's with Allen or Keenum, it would kind of repair the vibes from last week. You know, you want to see the offense look sharp because even in their last win, Green Bay, half the game, they were not sharp. And it's, uh, you know, to the point about Allen being, you know, McDermott not being careless with an injury. I agree with that. They're not going to they're not going to play him if they thought it would hurt his long term chances. They've kept other players out of the lineup in the interest of letting them heal. Matt Milano expected to come back yep. today. Jordan Poyer will not be in the lineup tonight or today. So. You know, I think the Bills are pretty good with their injuries and their sports science stuff. They do tend to lean on the, the side of side. cautious, yeah, yeah of cautiousness yeah. until the playoffs show up, and then it's you know, hey, it might be your last game, so go all out. But you know, on a theme, Nate, the offense has been sloppy, and that is even in games where they've been good. They've been sloppy. Their red zone yep. percentage is not good. Six of twenty-five. Inside the five yard line, which is dead last in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a stat. You know, football. One of the fun things about football is you can find stats to say anything. That's and true. By, by that I mean there's so many different ways to look at the game: yards per this, yep. touchdowns per Volume that, stats, interception, yep. blah blah blah. And that's a good one. The Bills have the worst rate of scoring touchdowns from inside the five. Now that doesn't mean per trip; it means per play. Yeah. And what that basically comes out to you, you pointed out. 25 plays inside the five-yard line. Only six of them have scored. That's a lot of plays inside the five-yard line, by the way. It's work for them to get it in from inside the five. And whether that's because they don't have the power run game that they want to just get four yards. I mean, it doesn't mean you're bad. You know who the number one team is from inside the five? Tennessee. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Right. So You get inside the five-yard line, he doesn't. Right. You know, he he falls forward for five yards. And. I don't want Tennessee's offense because no. when you need four yards, they get four yards. When you need ten yards, they get four yards. I don't want that offense. The Bills might be the best offense right now between the tens. Yeah, T to Green, we've, we've said yeah. it a few times. T to Green, they're great. They've not made putts. And the red zone or 
the extra red zone, if that's the five-yard line, it's where the team has struggled this year. Now, you might say that's a good indication that they'll find the right formula and they'll really hit another level at some point. Maybe that starts today. It's not just red zone, though. It's turnovers. Right now, the Bills have as many lost fumbles this year as they did all of last year. And we're like halfway through the season. Yep. Allen has thrown some really bad picks. He has. Two against the Jets, two against Green Bay, where, you know, whether it's a – he referred to it as a, quote, brain fart on one of them, the, the interception of Sauce Gardner. So you've got an offense that does move the ball consistently. Their turnover rate is bad, and their red zone is bad. And that leads to you thinking, how come – how come we're not getting more out of this group? It feels like they should be producing more. Well, self-inflicted wounds a lot. A lot of it's self-inflicted wounds. I mean, penalties at really, really bad times. Go back to that. Get, now, part of this, it was a terrible call, but the holding a call on Deion Dawkins, right? They get the ball, and Josh Allen completes that pass to Stephon Diggs on the sidelines. Unbelievable catch. Great throw. Next play is the arm the arm injury, yep. right? Because they get called back. It's first and 20 now, and now they're in the shadow of their own end zone. And on a play like that, instead of being first and 10 from the 40, it's first and 20 from your 10. And that's the big difference in, in, a, in a holding call that could take. So untimely penalties, beating themselves, turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, um, and yet they are still in every game. The, the two games they've lost, they've lost by a combined five points. And by the way, in both games, their kicker missed kicks. Which, you know, we haven't talked a lot about. We talked yep. a lot about the offense and the turnovers. Their kicker missed kicks in both of those games. They lost by two and three, respectively. Right. 803-0550, More of your phone calls. Let's go to Bob on a cell. Bob, good morning. You're on Buffalo Bills game day. Hey, guys. You know, that was a great golf analogy. Kudos to you. <laughs> Tita Green. <laughs> um, yeah, so a um, couple things. I mean, I'm keen on I, what I'm thinking that there's a good possibility of uh, their strategy would be to go ahead and start Keenum in this game um, and, you know, keep him on, not necessarily a short leash, but, um, you know, if things start going awry, they're, they're probably not going to take him out unless things are, start to get ugly. Uh, I, I don't believe that Allen is going to start this game. That's just me. That's just a feeling I have. Uh, second, I was at the game last week. Um, it was very frustrating, obviously, to be in that stadium watching that debacle. And I think one of the biggest reasons why they lost, and tell me if you don't agree, is when you give up an 80-yard drive right before the end of the half and the team figures out how to run the football against you, you better make second-half adjustments. And they did not do that at all on offense or on defense. And that, to me, was the most disappointing part of that game. Um, but I think I'm angry personally as a Bills fan, and I hope that the team is also angry because that was an embarrassing um, embarrassing loss. And I, I hope that we bounce back. So I'll, I'll go ahead and hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great- thanks, thanks, Bob. Thanks for the phone call. You know, that 80-yard at the end of the end of regulation, like basically that's how the Jets won the game, was a big run drive and they kicked a field goal. Yep. Sure, they didn't run the ball that effectively before that. They had some success, but, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. They ran for, what, 170 in the game and before that final drive, which the Bills pinned them deep. That's the real irony of it. Yes, it is. The Bills pinned them deep, and I think I might have said out loud, well, they're not going to run the ball 90 yards. It's Zach Wilson time. (laughs) And then they ran the ball like 90 yards. They did not throw until they were on the seven-yard line or something. And I, I think the reality is, as much as we say the Jets figured something out, I want to say, but the Jets were just as surprised as all of us. 
I also want to say, you go back and you watch the All-22 of that game, there's a, there's a couple of plays on that drive, and maybe it's the second run play, where they're in position, they don't make the they play. They don't tackle. And one guy gets bumped into Tremaine Edmonds that opens up a, an alleyway, and boom, there's James Robinson. So, you know, part of that drive is to say, man, you want more from your defense. And, man, you're, the defense has been struggling to stop the run over the last six quarters, which is true. Two of those quarters, the Bills were playing to stop the pass because they were assuming a team down three scores was going to throw the football, yep. and they didn't. And Josh Allen turned the football over twice in that second half. Otherwise, maybe Green Bay – is Green Bay running the football down 24? Are they running the football down 31? I don't know, but the yep. Bills' offense – didn't do what they needed to do to put the Green Bay Packers in a position to stop running the football. So they kept running it, even though they probably shouldn't have. Last week, the Bills go down, and instead of throwing interception in the first drive, they go down and score and get up 7 nothing, and they get a lead. Are we even talking about that drive? And for me, I know you've talked about this a bunch too, and I think it's okay to say, man, the defense got gashed in that last drive. But I think it's also right to say they didn't have their best player, Matt Milano. They didn't have Jordan Poyer. And those things matter. Help your defense out. Stop turning the football over and score when you're in the red zone. Yeah, the offense is healthy. I mean, right. last week the offense is healthy. And, you know, you could get mad about that three points. They gave up 20. They gave up 20. and They held him to a field goal on that drive. Right. I, who wouldn't sign up for right now? They're going to give up 20 every game the rest of the year. You would if, if you thought that the Bills were going to give up 20 points in every single game. You'd pick them you, to go undefeated. You might th- think they go undefeated. You, you would think that they should. Yeah. Because if the offense scores 17, that's a bad day. Yes. Against a bad day. A bad day against anybody for this offense. The, you know, the standard should be higher than that. And, you know, the other thing is about the defense. You could get mad about the three points they give up on that, that drive, which is bad, of course. It's, it's the game-winning field goal. Prior to that, in position, the, the defense had been a part of giving you an 11 point lead, 14 to 3. And you can never give up a lead without the permission of your offense. Like, that's it. Because once you get up, this is how I feel about it. When you're up 21 points, you should, the reason you shouldn't lose isn't because your defense is going to be strong. It's because you're up three scores, you're up three possessions. If your offense just hits like 500 from there, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And they scored three points for the rest of the game. And Allen threw a pick immediately after. Immediately after a turnover. Immediately after a Von Miller strip sack. Yeah. Like you brought him in. I, I, I mean, I want the defense to make a couple plays in the game, give your chance, your offense a chance to win. And they consistently do that. I would bet they do that again today. My, your expectation should never be that your defense has to hold teams to 17 points to win. Right. Not in this league. If it does, great. And they have been. Right. But I don't think your expectation of the Bills' defense, regardless of how good they are, or where they rank in the league, they're still ranked number one in scoring defense. I, I mean, they, yeah. they hold teams to less points than anybody else in football. So to be 6-2, and two, yeah, I think there's a, there's a level of disappointment considering how good the defense has played with as much adversity as they've faced. Be sure to catch Sal Capaccio. He takes you behind the scenes on Bill's Game Day with Sal's all-access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page. It's brought to you by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Back with more of your calls on Buffalo Bills Game Day. We'll talk to Sal top of the hour about what it means, the Duke Johnson elevation, the injuries on the defense, and, of course, we expect to see Josh Allen playing. It's Buffalo Bills Game Day here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. 
A tradition like no other, and it only happens on Tuesday. Howard Picks the Bills, brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. Head coach Sean McDermott joins the Extra Point Show with Sal and Joe every Friday morning at 1030. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Stay tuned following today's game for the coach's podium with head coach Sean McDermott. Live during the Bills postgame show. It's brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. This is Buffalo Bills game day, powered by the BFLO store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. We'll get Sal Capaccio on the other side. Here's your reminder. Hey, set your fantasy lineups. There's a 930 game over in Munich. Thank you. there, There you go. In Munich, you know, I just want to be honest. It's really great to see Munich get one of the best quarterbacks in football. I mean, Brady's there, too. Seriously, Geno, man. Yeah. You're not kidding. Nice to see Brady there, too. Uh, but, yeah, Geno Smith and the Seahawks at the Bucks. they are underdogs in this game. And the Bucks stink, and the Seahawks are good. And I hope that the Seahawks win because I don't like watching Tom Brady win. Who does? 9.30, get those fantasy lineups in. Get the, the survivor picks in. Make sure you get in there. It's Buffalo Bills game day. Sal on the other side. We'll talk about Duke Johnson. The quarterback situation with Josh Allen expected to play. Only two quarterbacks dressed. Your calls as well on Buffalo Bills game day. Catch the Football Friday Roundtable every Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. with Chopin the Bulldog. Brought to you by Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 